Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Welcome to episode 48 of Star Wars and Scotch, or this morning it could be called Putting Scotch in My Coffee. Uh, Tim and I just watched episode 10? 10 of The Bad Batch, uh, and we hopped on. I think this is this is a good time for us to record. The problem is... Hi, Tim, by the way. Hello. Hi. Uh, the problem is, is that Tim and I are exhausted by the time we're supposed to record in the evenings. So right now, Friday morning seems like a really good time to record. Yeah, we're on this boomer uh, schedule. Plus, then we can talk about the new episode and you can watch it and then uh, check it out. Yeah, we're, we are definitely on boomer schedule. So. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you do that? Oh, my God. I get up before my father-in-law and he's 70. So yikes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, welcome to uh, episode uh, 48, Star Wars and Scotch. GCX was went well. We raised a buttload of money for charity, and we're not done. And uh, yeah, super excited. But here to talk about Star Wars. Before we do that, I am drinking this morning, and so is Tim. Delicious Kings Coast Coffee from kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh, I have my Kings Coast mug that you can't see, but I promise you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's really good. Nice. So go what are you drinking? To, this morning I am drinking Mayday. Oh, nice! I have the. Uh, I'm, Every, I'm using our, our new espresso that we haven't released yet. It's very good. No, I made a little yeah, cappuccino. Little little cap. Little cappuccino, little cappuccino this mm-hmm. morning. Did you sprinkle a little bit of the a uh, little bit of a little bit of the stuff on top. Mm-mm, this is a uh, like chocolate chocolate coconut milk. It's like I was just about to ask you what type of milk. Yeah, you it's eat. like keto friendly, like coconut milk, but it's chocolate flavored. Tastes really good. Do you, oh, you don't like oat milk because you said it's a little thick for you, right? And heavy? No, it's just, it's oat. I Not keto friendly. It's not keto friendly. Got it. Sorry. I'm sure, I'm sure it's great, but the nut milk, though, you can take it however you want, is delicious. <laughs> How do, as an almost 40-year-old man, you say that every time and I crack up. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't. Nut milk. I don't think like there'll be a time and 
Like when you go when you go down okay, Kevin, when you go down the grocery store aisle and you're in Publix and you're looking yeah. in the dairy aisle and you're like, <laughs> I wonder what kind of nut milk I want. And you're like, I've got almonds, coconut, walnut. You can milk a nut, and that's that's really cool. Jim Gaffigan does a bit on milking almonds. <laughs> but yeah, Tim enjoys nut milk. I and love my nut milk. Showing showing his meat on the internet. So yeah. Oh, speaking like of which, two degrees away from becoming a porno. Don't you have a thing going on soon on the? Oh yeah, yeah. We've got uh, two days from now, uh, the Fourth of July, Sunday. Releasing uh, new merch. So by the time you guys hear this, the new barbecue merch will be out. So head on over to highscoretees.com and uh, join the family. You should. I just got a, a package of stuff from them for Ooh. the Trevor May stuff. Oh, nice. Me too. I should have stuff in there as well. You do. You have a few packages at the office. Perfect. I think they came yesterday. Why didn't I bring them to you today? That was silly. Okay. Um... Anyway, uh, Star Wars. Lots of uh, interesting stuff coming through the pipeline. Last few episodes of Bad Batch. Let's start there. I yeah, think let's, a good talk, place let's, to start. let's just get that out of the way. So, um, uh, we haven't talked about Bad Batch in about four weeks or so uh, together. Obviously, we talk about it on our own. Yeah. But, um, the only poignant episode for me in the last few was episode nine. I did enjoy episode 10. I thought it was cool to see Raxus. Uh, separatist world we we we've been there before yes yeah um have we met avi singh though no i think he's new as i don't i don't remember him being on the council when we go to raxis and amadala's there and she's like trying to like make peace with the separatists um i don't remember him in particular so he because they because they they killed his predecessor for him to like to take control because everybody else was retaliating against the empire so he's new i and so i would i'm i'm i feel very confident and very good in saying that he's a new character on raxus that we haven't met before and amadala's ex-boyfriend is from raxus too right yes okay yeah the guy who was uh with the 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 banking clan yeah 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 so um but it was interesting to see a separatist world post uh imperial control i don't yeah, I'm sure it we've was, seen them, but it's very rare. It was, I mean, it was interesting to see something that was from Separatist control right into Imperial control. Like, it was, it was weird that it, like, that, like that was like that's like their main base, and there was absolutely no retaliation at all from any type. I was like, I was expecting to see like droids show up. I was hoping we'd see like a clanker here or there, but yeah, nothing. I want to, I want to know what happened between like when did when did Rax's stop? Is it did, like? When when they pulled all the leadership onto Mustafar, is that when it stopped? Yeah, that's. I mean, that was the separatists. Well, right, but at the same leadership. time, but there was nothing left over. Like, where did, where is that? Where is all the all? Where's the remnants of the separatists? Like that was that was the weird part to me. Um, it, it's. I think the separatist alliance still existed, but because the leadership was basically destroyed. It, Except for uh, what's his face was still alive because he's in the last season of Clone Wars um, from the Techno Union. Well, no, 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 no. He was in the last episode of Clone Wars that happened before the execution of everyone on Mustafar. Oh, that's true. I keep forgetting. Yep. This is after Mustafar, and this that is before. after right. Bad Batch happens after Order sixty six, and all oh, those so events happened. But oh yeah, oh, no, he's super dead. He died. 
Yeah, Anakin killed them all. Yes. Okay, just making sure my timeline was was mentally uh, correct. Um, the episode though with the Martez sisters coming back was when we saw one of the decommissioned droid factor uh, factories. Yes. Uh, so it was fun to see Clankers in that one. Again, though, this is feeling like the last season of Clone Wars where we're going to cool places, we're seeing cool stuff, but they're dragging out a story that we all just want answers for. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing, but the Clone Wars was it's eight, it was 12 episodes. This is going to be 19, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it, but that's the frustrating part is we get we get a lot of closure very quickly in the in the live action stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but in the animated, it's definitely a lot more drawn out. That's weird to say yeah. drawn out and animated together. Um, it's 16. Just, yeah. It just, it just feels weird. Yeah. We have 16 episodes and, and how many of the 16 are fillers so far we've had like what feels like four or five, like really good fill. Like just like, we are like, ah, this is, this is a filler episode without any type of story because like taking, we know we learned, we learned last episode that Omega is the, the yin to the yang of Boba Fett. Boba's Alpha, she's Omega. Right. And so we know that we know Alpha and Omega beginning and end, yin and yang. Like we like so it and it seems like like that that was really cool. And then like you showed me an article, which we, we can talk about later. Um but yeah, it's just like it, we, we we still have yet to learn really anything. I feel like we've only touched on just bits and pieces, but nothing that was just like, wow, this really changes the game. And and that's that's frustrating for me. Like I'm I'm, I continue to watch because I love the action, but I continue to watch because I'm really hoping for that next new thing that's going to tie everything together. And I haven't, f- also, I haven't had that aha moment yet. We also know that um, the there's dissent within the leadership of the Kaminoans. Yes. Um, well, well, well I wouldn't say the overall leadership. It's it's two people. It's it's the guy who's the governor of the Kaminoans, Lama Sue. And then we've got the scientist who was with Omega, whatever her she's name is. The, she's the, she's like the, the chief. Good, she's good like one. Yeah, she's the good one, and Lama Sue's the bad one. Quotes. Is that Lama Sue? Lama Sue is the the leader. Yeah. I, okay, I wasn't. I want to make sure because like the voice changed. And he looked a little different than I remember in episode two. So, um, no, it's Lama Sue. So yeah, Lama Sue is definitely in it for the money. Lama Sue wants to pay the bills and he wants to continue to keep the empire happy. The other one. She's definitely like the, I see the good in everyone and I want to continue. I, I do this for the science, not for the money. Um, Ton, is it Tone Way or Nala? I think it's Tone Way is the other one. That sounds right. Nala Say is the third one in the room. It's just, so, fu- it's just so funny how we've got like bounty hunters that are, <laughs> that are hired by two Kaminoans with different objectives for the same person. I think that's hilarious and they're doing it around each other. How did you feel about uh, Cad Bane coming back? I, I, so you remember like way back when, uh, Mandalorian, uh, the guys with the spurs, when we meet up with, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Finnick for the first time. And I kept yeah, up, and I was like, I was like, that's Cad Bane. That has to be Cad Bane. And we never had closure. Like everyone assumed he died because he just like fell off the face of the earth with Clone Wars. I was like, there was no death scene. There was no indication that he died. We just stopped seeing him. He just disappeared. And then he shows up again. And I thought that was great because Cad Bane is one of my favorite bounty hunters. Um, like so far, like when he was, when he, when I was introduced to him in Clone Wars, I was like, this is the badass. Like this is, this is what all the clone, what all the, uh, the, the bounty hunters want to aspire to be is like, he is the true like Western, Western Desperado. I love him. 
Um, so yeah, to, he, to have was... him come back is really exciting. And and I hope because Boba Fett. Let's go back to Boba Fett real quick. Boba Fett still didn't have spurs when he was walking yep. around. I still think that was Cad Bane. I think Cad Bane is going to show up in the book of Boba Fett. That is how I, I so. feel about it right now after seeing all this because the spurs and just like that cowboy desperado is like, man, that's that's Cad Bane. How could it not be? Still holding true to that. Holding true to it. Did you know that when I was looking up stuff for this episode that Seth Green does the voice of Toto, uh, Cad Bane's um, Yes, I knew. Droid? I learned that. I did not know that. I learned that when I went looking for who voiced uh, Cad Bane when I first, like, when I was introduced to him in uh, in Clone Wars. That is so, so fun. And, yeah, they brought Seth Green back to, to do it again, which I love Cad Bane's droid. It's one of the best droids in Star Wars. Yeah, he's very fun. Um, well, that episode actually had a lot of meat on the bone because when we learned that Boba was Alpha and Omega is Omega, if you will. Yep. Uh, we noticed that there was a there was a decommissioned cloning facility. I'm the name of the planet's escaping me. It's not Bespin like Tim and I wanted it to be. Um, <clears throat> and um, there were experiments in there for various different species. The one that fell out of the tank looked like your average gray alien from, you know, it, the ones it people looked in like, America described. It looked described. like a Kaminoan, I thought, that came out. It was very tall, so it could be. It was like long-necked. It, it looked like they were cloning themselves. Which is super interesting if that holds up. That's that's wild stuff. But it also reminded me of what we saw in Mandalorian at the Imperial base on... Um, shit, what's the planet called? <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but yeah. Um, I, st- yeah. I still think that's Cloud City. It's not. They said it's not. Son of a bitch. Are you sure? <laughs> I forget. Yeah, I looked it up. It's Damn not. It. It's not Cloud City. But it looks just like it. Floor. Looks just like it. Well, the the planet is the same situation where the planet is a gas giant, and they have they so build they're mining above. the atmosphere. Yeah, for whatever materials and whatnot. Uh, um, I hate it. I really wanted that to be Cloud City. I was hoping for a tie-in. Out of nine. Uh, bad batch. Uh, I'm looking up the name of it, but yeah, it's not. It's not Bespin. Sorry. Well, that's a bummer because I really thought Bora it was v- Boravio. Yeah, is the name of the planet Boravio. Um. Ah. Well, uh, whatever's going on in that cloning facility, they made a big deal to go out of the way to show us what was in those tanks numerous times. Reminded me of what was going on in that episode of Mandalorian a lot. I wonder if that um, just shows that the Kaminoans had other cloning facilities outside of Camino, which would be which interesting to lore right and they would play and i wonder and again to our point when this all started is this how they tie in stuff to the mandalorian and in could and could that imperial facility that was there on the the planet the volcanic planet could that be another Kaminoan cloning facility that was abandoned and then restarted. I'll take it one step further. What if Camino's cloning facility was basically tied up making Sifo-Dyas's order of those clones? Yeah, and they were doing other experiments elsewhere because that planet was just being used for that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. Like they they're cloners. That's what they do. They're not just they're not. I mean, in any in any in any. Large production world, Kevin, if you were in charge, would you stop production on everything else that you were doing to focus on one large order? Or would you then, would you subdivide the the, the factory into into working like uh, directly on one thing and then and then still working on R&D and other things? 
I'd expand so I could still continue my research and, you know, make a better product mm -hmm. and uh, or or a more advantageous product in this scenario. But the the Kaminoans are up to something. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. I, I want to learn more about that. And I 100 percent think it ties into Mandalorian because there's literally no reason to have Dr. Pershing show up. With the logo of the Kaminoans uh -huh. on his jacket, and yep. then we don't really get an explanation, and then we go back in time to Bad Batch, and they're teasing us again. There's something with cloning going on, yep. and I know you hate this explanation, but I really feel like it ties into Snoke and the Emperor, because the Emperor clones himself in Legends. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, I know. I just, like, I, I really want the cloning to be more, I want it to be more meaningful, and I want it to be more like like edgy dark side like Sith level kind of like stuff and the stuff that we've I been seeing with the Kaminoan like we haven't seen that yet. I think that's where it's going though. I think that the the clone like the Emperor is trying to either create more um, uh, Force users that he can manipulate. That's what I think. Or clone himself. The Emperor's son is a clone, by the way. I didn't know that. No, I knew that. Ray's dad. Yeah. I didn't know that he's Ray's failed, dad was a he's clone. a failed clone. So interesting. So there's way more to this whole clone. Yeah. Thing so it's that just so I mean, like, so in theory, then Palpatine is her dad, not not his son. It's not her granddaddy. That is her daddy. Correct. Also, additionally, I think it would be interesting as the High Republic flushes out to figure out what was the where was cloning at and what who was doing it during that. Well, era. we knew that the, even we knew the Kaminoans were still alive in Episode Seven because. Ben threatens, uh, what's his face? The guy from Harry Potter. Um, he threatens him to bring back the clones. So there's still an operation. The clone cloning is still happening, even in episode seven, even yeah. with, even with the, 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 the rise of the new, of the new empire. So Camino gets destroyed at some point, uh, because there is a battle of Camino, but which could be how bad batch ends. But are you sure you you're not about talking it, about the battle of Camino that happens in clone wars? No, there's that one, but Camino does get destroyed at one point. There's pictures of it. There's stuff online. I think it's from a comic or something where Camino gets destroyed by the Empire, um, which I think at some point the Kaminoans are not going to take their shit anymore and it's going to turn into bad stuff. Furthermore, um, I think introducing the fact that the Kaminoans do have other cloning facilities completely reinforces what you just said. Mm -hmm. That. It's not just this one. There's probably stuff all over the galaxy that they have, and they probably use different planets for different types of research or different types of manufacturing. Interesting stuff. It is extremely interesting, Kevin. I'm, I'm still trying to find out it where... I, I, there's nothing on Wikipedia about the destruction of Camino, so I'm just trying to figure out uh, what happens there. That'll be interesting. Uh, I'll do some research this week, and we'll we'll talk about it next week. Oh, it's legends. Whoops. Oh, well then you see, there we go. That made no sense. Okay. So strike everything I said. I was thinking of legends. Yeah, legends. Camino gets destroyed twice in legends. Okay, yeah. So because the only battle that we've seen so far is is the one where the separatists actually invade Camino, but but the clones of the Jedi win. Um so like I would I would honestly assume, so this is my assumption. I still think Camino is intact when we go into the rise of the the first or the new resistance. First resistance that makes first order. The, there we go. The resistance wow. and the first order. I get, I, I'm so, <laughs> I, I'm so confused with the new timelines. What do they call that? Is it rise of the resistance or is it called? 
uh, Rise of the First Order. I don't remember. Rise of the First Order, I think. Okay, so Rise of the First Order. So when we get there, I still think Camino is still intact. That is my that is my my bet. Rise of the First Order is the the latest. Rise of the era. Resistance is the ride. Rise of the Resistance is the ride. <laughs> I wish that we'd have some some fluidity there. Some, this, I cannot wait to see your face on that ride. Oh man, I can't wait for 2025 when I'm allowed to go in there. <laughs> That damn mouse. Stupid mouse. Keeping you out. Oh, you can't have your annual pass yet? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Hey, my family's laziness paid off because we ended up not canceling it. So I'm so mad. There's even like, there's all these talks on the website about like, and and what if you you decided to to close your annual pass during during the pandemic? Like, that's me. That's me. And they're like, sorry, you're out of luck. Like, uh, thanks, mouse. Oh, mouse. <sighs> Anyways, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting, and there's more story to tell, and I don't even know. I just I feel when this will we'll get a full picture of this. That's it the whole thing. Years. I feel I feel so lost right now with with Bad Batch. I was really hoping we'd we'd get more out of the storytelling. Um, I really feel like this is just a just another fun project for for Filoni right now. Um. I think it's the Clone War season he wasn't allowed to make. I think the characters in the Bad Batch are awesome. I think them as as individual characters are terrific. Uh, I love the relationship with Omega, but it's very Same. reminiscent of Grogu and Din, Din. So it feels like it's almost like we've heard this story before. Yeah, I hate and saying like it that and way, like Hunter, Hunter and Omega are definitely getting this like big brother, little sister like vibe. Like he's definitely like looking out for her. She looks up to him, uh, and then like her and Wrecker, like all of the her connection with all the different clones are really interesting, but like we still haven't touched like still people. And it's not just me. People still believe that she's force sensitive. Uh, we, I do too. We know that she's a, she's a, she's as pure as it gets when it comes to a clone. She's a one-to-one um, like better than any first generation. She has no modifications uh, that we know of. Like, but that's the whole thing is like we've gone 10 episodes and we still don't know anything about her other than she is the, she is the polar opposite to Boba Fett. And so like that's that is interesting. And I wonder I wonder if that means that we could potentially see Omega in the book of Boba Fett. Like that's the only thing that I could think of right now that we've gotten a hint of that maybe we skimmed over or maybe missed. Um is that like maybe an older Yeah, maybe there's maybe version. they're yeah. setting her up for Book of Boba. I, I don't know. Um Kevin, you found a really interesting article about um some some like excerpt about Omega or about clones in general. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. I don't have that queued up. But yes. Uh, Where's that article? I sent it to you yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I didn't put that in my show notes, Tim. Oh, crap. Here it is. Oh, the one where... So Hondo it accidentally explains Omega's existence in... But it's, not, but it? it's not Omega directly. He's, tell, no. he's telling a story of when he met a pair of clones. I'm trying to find the actual thing he says. So it's in one of the novels. Um, uh, it doesn't say the name here. Uh, that's from CBR. Where's the excerpt that he... There's like literally they put the excerpt that he said in here and I can't find it. Um, Thankfully, Max can cut out this dead time. 
Um, she's one of two clones that were created to help Kolak Prue with this research, something she is reluctant to share with Hondo. The fact that she's a clone makes her rebellion against Kolak Prue even more impressive, especially since she's working against years of training and conditioning to protect the galaxy. The nature of her birth becomes apparent when the group confronts Kolak Prue and meets her fellow clone. While the two could be twins, Han immediately points out that Maho and the other woman who Hondo labels Evil Maho are both clones. <laughs> so they meet two clones that are also an Alpha and Omega. Right. Um, similar to this, but this takes place much, much after Bad Batch. Right. But so, so, but, but all, it, all it's doing is it's, it's essentially a clone dyad. And right. I was thinking about this more is that so they took essentially again, it's this yin and yang thing like they are they are one person, right? They're Django, right. but like the good everything good with Django goes to Omega and all of the bad qualities go to Alpha. They go to Boba, which right. I think is really funny because the two together just make Django. They they are all the, the good and bad qualities of Django. Um, so to think of like them introducing this, this again, another dyad mechanic into the realm of star Wars could be confusing when we start getting like good and bad versions of clones now. Like what is, yep. what is this? This is a completely different take on cloning. Um, again, getting into more of like the mysticism of, of, of like the force and like how all this works. Like now you can separate like good and bad qualities of people and like make them really good or really evil. Um, well, if the, if the force moves through all living things, that would include clones, because even though they're created in a lab, they're still alive. Most so definitely. The ability to harness the force is definitely something a clone can do. But additionally, if there's dark Sith sorcery involved, then the addition, the ability to manipulate. Yeah, well, but that's the whole thing the is I wonder, I want, but is that is that a part of it? Like for them to do this, like, was it really? Did they use the force at all? It was it was a Jedi involved in in the in the creation of Alpha and Omega. I, I don't know. Be really well, we saw dead Shock T. Well, we uh, we knew that she was gonna die, uh, but we don't know her overall uh, involvement on on Kamino. We knew that she was there to train clones, but outside of that, she could have been involved in much more. Like the, the Jedi Council could have had her doing more. Right, they could have taken her blood like they did with Go Grogu. Like, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe, and maybe she was there. Maybe. What if Kevin, the Jedi Council, commissioned her to actually make Force-sensitive clones? What if that they? Would what be if they were such a bombshell? What if they saw the the death and destruction of their own, and they were tired of losing Jedi, and so they're like, let's just make clones that we can just use as cannon fodder. We'll teach them. What We'll train them. What if it was also Dooku? What if it was also part of Dooku's original order? Oh shit! No, because like, I think that's. If, I think that's. I think no. I. I don't think hear so. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. The the emperor is like twenty years ahead of us at all times, oh, he is, right? He is playing five D chess. Yes. Yeah. So, would that be so far fetched that he would send his apprentice huh. to? do this 20 years before any of us would even have known that this was possible not really <laughs> like no yeah i don't know theory crafting is the best part about I, Star Wars. I i enjoy it. that's that's my favorite part because it's always fun when you like you hit gold and you didn't know it until after the fact You're like i was right i did it i was right yeah and so like that's always <laughs> the fun part of star wars and like and, and and maybe and maybe that's why we haven't gotten the the like the big news like bomb dropped on us yet when it comes to like everything going on maybe, maybe this is the fun part for even the creators is allowing their fan base to really just run wild 
um, with what's going on. And that's why they're just being so secretive and just like holding it tight. I'm uh, I'm encouraged by the fact that they bumped, even though Tim and I can't go now, that they bumped Celebration up to May because that means they got things to talk about and things they want to show us. Why, so Why can't um, we go in May? Because it's two weeks before GCX. Ah, uh, we got it, Kevin. We can do it. We got it booked. All right. We'll I was kidding. I was joking. We're not we'll doing that. that. No, 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 no. I will actually lose my hair if we do that. Yeah, it's like I don't, I, I don't, I am not comfortable doing it. And I'm always the one that loves to take risks. So, uh, but 2022 definitely, or 2023 definitely. Um, speaking of palps, uh, October 5th, I have to get Tim an early Christmas gift because Star Wars: The Secrets of the Sith book comes out. Oh yes. Written in the voice of Palpatine himself. No so the book is way. Basically it's like his diary. An exploration and celebration of all things dark side featuring oh. Dark Sidious's thoughts and wisdom regarding force powers, oh. Sith warriors, and more, complete with gorgeous, fully painted art. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is where they start to make things canon quietly. Oh, Revan, man. Darth Bane, things like that. Just mentioning them in passing in whatever this is, memoir, however you want to do this but do you agree like this is how they they yeah 100 percent. oh most definitely because the people who care about this stuff are the ones that love reading the books look at the art inside of it i just linked it to you it looks gorgeous (gasps) also Uh, pictures pictures of sith tons of sith uh, shrouded in hoods (laughs) fighting tons of jedi i want this book so badly i'm getting it for you as an early christmas gift the sith order legend has it the jedi order suffered a deep uh and look oh dude this is so good it looks like a diary and there's it does the way he writes it too (laughs) fear anger hate suffering the dark side of the force is is uh fueled by raw emotion Naive fools who devote themselves solely to the light believe the passion obscure judgment. But those who embrace the dark side see far more clearly. We find strength in our fury. God, dude, this is so good. Are you just going to have the music on loop the whole time? Yeah, dude. Well, like, even like this little graphic of like Yoda meditating and then Palpatine like just doing like this force lightning in between his fingers. Yeah. It looks it looks amazing. A part uh, of me is like, is this just going to be like a kid's book? But then like the more I'm looking at it, it's no. like there's some really <laughs> like, what is it? Oh, they talk about the Eon engine in here. The Eon engine, Kevin. The only way that you would know about the Eon engine is if you played um, the, the Darth Vader VR game. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. This is how they bring it all together. You're right. This is how they bring this all together. Yeah, here it is. That during his time on Mustafar, Lord Vader learned of the device designed to bridge the gap between life and death. You didn't get to play the V. You didn't get to play the VR game. At one point, he turns the Eon engine on to suck the life out of Mustafar to bring Padme back to life. It's so awesome. They even explain origins of the Sith Order in here. Legend has it the Jedi Order suffered a deep schism millennia ago, and it puts stuff we already knew, but it's nice to see it in here. Nothing about the Zepho, though. Well, I well, you don't we don't know what the Zepho are. That's not we know they that aren't light, dark, and balanced. Yeah, but they're not like a. But I I think this is gonna. I think the Zepho were so far gone that even Palpatine might not have even known about them. Interesting. 
That's my take so on it. That like, that's that, how I feel about it. That Cal was like the first person to I figure out. I think so Zepha. because no one had his, it. Well, because there was that one Jedi researcher that was out there that we end up getting like all of her faces master. Uh, the lady we uh-huh, travel with, I yeah. forget her name. But I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if the Zepho are of any interest to Palpatine. I mean, maybe they are, but I mean, like they're so far long gone. I don't, I don't know. I'm very interested by this. <laughs> very, very I'm, interested. I'm getting it. I'm getting it for you for oh, early Christmas. Well, thanks. Um, there's the. I also sent Tim this beautiful, gorgeous little Battle of Endor figurine from Sideshow. I love uh, Sideshow projects. Uh, their their products. They're fantastic. My uh, my Grogu's from Sideshow, and he's amazing. It's, um, it's a it's the Ewoks destroying the ATST with you know the logs and stuff, but there's a bunch of them in it, and the way they this the style like of it is art. beautiful. It's, it's like it's uh, so cute. I don't even I don't even know the art style like what you'd call this. It's like just very cartoony. It's very cute. I want it. 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 Did I mention that I want it? Yeah. Anyway, no, it's only two hundred dollars. You could pre-order it now. It's available. Expected to ship at the beginning of twenty twenty two. Nice. I'll probably pre-order it. <laughs> probably will. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, because if they're like, if it's anything like the other products, like they make these by hand. So it takes oh. a while. Yeah, these are all usually hand done. Like my Grogu was hand done. That sounds like, um, no, I'm not going to go in there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, High Republic has a new book. I am two chapters I in. I've heard that Rising it's Storm. very good. So it starts out with spoilers. It starts out with the Drengear and talking about how the Drengear are going now from planet to planet and just <gasps> oh. annihilating these planets. But so I'm like, okay, it's going to be about the Drengear. Nope. They flipped the switch and we're right back to the Nihil and we're in a ship with Martian Roe. So, um, wait. So, okay. So hold on. So I'm going to ruin this a little bit for myself. So the Drengear are awake. The Drengear are awake. The, it, it's just, it's, it's not a, a passing it, comment that. Avar Chris and Elzar Man are out, you know, devising defense plans against the Drangir because they they're put literally the statu- consuming But they put the planets. statues back. But they're out from the other. The remember the other way they got out. R- right. Out. I just assumed that once. I assumed that the. No. I assumed that the, because they're hive. They're they're a hive mentality. They're not. They're not individuals. They're like the Borg. Um, right. When they put the statues back, I assumed that was the epicenter of the Drangir, so it was suppressed. No, but I guess no, they, I guess they're I guess the, even though the main source of it is suppressed, these branches or these like splintered cells can operate on their own. That's interesting. I think it's I think it was too late with the statues. They already awoke them elsewhere. Yeah. So um, I, it's it's they talk. Yikes. One of the first things they say, you're not ruining anything. It's like literally one of the first things they talk about that Avar Chris and Elzar man. They talked about, uh, and this is all in the first chapter, like Elzar man like got drunk one night and <laughs> tried to <laughs> put a move on Avar Chris. Oh, no, and so, Avar Chris is very much like a monk. She's very holier yeah, she, than thou. She, she put, they describe <laughs> in detail her putting her hand on his chest that and be like, what are you right. doing? So, um, yeah, they're off to a good start. Uh, Martian was back. It was so good to hear Mark Thompson do Martian's voice with the... With uh, like uh, I, this, and I, I will finish you. So I, I actually can't wait now because of the way Mark Thompson delivers Martian Rowe's voice. I can't wait to see and hear a live action Martian Rowe. Um, he's, I think he's he'll be literally, one of the coolest he's literally characters. Crow from Destiny Two. 
Like that, like that is how I imagine him. Just a lot buffer. Like he yep. doesn't look like gigs as much. Um, I mean, he's, he's like yeah. really like just <sighs> marshy on swole, dude. Marshy on swole. Um, there's also another uh, book. I think it's a short story called Tempest Runner, also written by Kevin Scott. That uh, it's completely about Lorna D. So I'm gonna look more into this and see if I can grab it on Audible today. Um, but it's just just about Lorna D. I don't see a release date or anything, so I think it's oh. Tempest Runner arrives August 31st. Oh, Sorry, there you go. just saw it. So uh, I'm excited about that because I would love to, again, just like the other book is Palpatine's point of view, this is going to be Lorna D's point of view. Um, uh, it also sounds like there's tons of dissent within the Nihil now that Martian, the eye, has taken over. That makes basically. sense. Um, and that uh, th- they introduced the, th- the new third, oh, I forget the ranks. I'm still learning it, but you know how they have the, the top. Yeah, they have like storms not, and whatever the top people are. Lorna D and and the other two. Yeah. They in, introduced the third one because the other guy died. Yeah, because he ejected uh, them out of it. Didn't he throw him into space after he cut his arm off? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy was he, he had it coming, but still. Oh yeah, I mean, he was an addict, and and they're talking about this one guy and how he's getting sober because of Martian. So Martian, I don't think is down with the partying. Oh, he's backing either. out from all the spice. Yeah, so ride the wave. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> um, so uh, excited to dive more into the High Republic. I am ordering Tim the IDW comics so we can read those as well. Sick. Um, and then the newer issues of the other ones, but kind of with the show focused on Bad Batch, and then we'll go back to the comics. Uh, we got six more weeks of Bad Batch, uh, and then we'll talk about comics again. But um, other news. Uh, Swotor yesterday at. They announced um, the Legacy of the Sith update. Uh, if you've never played SWOTOR, highly suggest you give it a try if you're a Star Wars fan. It's really easy to jump into. It has really good stories. Each class has their own story, mm-hmm. uh, and you can kind of do a light side or dark side version of those, regardless of with fa- which faction you join. But um, the update is going to dive into stuff that Tim... I sent it to him and he was like, yes. I was like, oh yeah, dude. So we're going back to Manon in the game. Do you, you know what Manon is from Old Republic? I, it's the, the where the Selkath live. It's an underwater planet. Yes. Uh, so they've invaded Manon. Manon was also the source of Kulto in the galaxy. Uh, so the Empire is taking it over for the Kulto. That wasn't the part that grabbed me. Explore a ruined Sith fortress. The story continues on the planet Elom with the discovery of a ruined Sith fortress that was mysteriously erased from all records. (laughs) Rumors persist that Darth Malgus on the hunt for ancient relics throughout the galaxy may have found something critical to the future of the Jedi and the Sith. The new storyline will be available both as a solo experience as well as multiplayer flashpoint. Keep in mind, this is the only story running that is not canon. Yeah. This is the only thing they have going that's not canon, and they keep they're keeping it going. That, which that's is the so part, interesting to it's me. It's interesting and also frustrating because I just want them just to flip the switch and just say, Nope, we're good. This is canon now. Cause like I really I would I really want to get into this and play it, but at the same time, like I, I really get frustrated when it, uh, you, you talk about legend stuff and then canon stuff and then they don't always coincide with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, I, you also get to go to level 80. So they're increasing level caps by five. Um, mm-hmm. like, so for me, I would assume like you'd have to be a really high level to, to even get in there to even try that. Right. Yeah. But you could do a player boost. 
Okay. So like, I mean, like I would love to experience it, but I don't want to grind the game to, to try it out, but it sounds really you interesting. If you do triple XP month, which they usually do, uh, I think they're going to do it for this. If they say it in here, uh, they usually do it for celebration and whatnot, but you can do triple XP month and just do the main story quest. So you don't have to do any side quest and you'll level up really quickly. Mm. Like I started a new character a few weeks ago and the first day I played, I was playing it with Hunter. I hit like level 16 in two hours. So, oh, wow. Um, I also know the game inside and out because I've played it since beta. Uh, the last thing that grabbed Tim, and this might be the thing that tips him over, is uh, an obscure Sith cult is harvesting technology from an ancient weapon of terrifying power. Yeah, the ancient weapon In the new weapon R4 anom anomaly operation, players need to gather their allies to take down this galactic threat. It sounds like a operations, raid, right? You need a gr it, it, operation is a raid. Flashpoints are, are dungeons. So you'd need someone to drag you through, but um, they have a baseline story version of the operations, so you can just experience it for the visuals and the story. Oh, you don't so have cool. to like gear up and be the best of the best. Um, so um, yeah, and there's also a new Duros uh, companion coming, which I found interesting with the Cad Bane showing up. Yeah, um, but yeah. So if you're into Swotor, definitely look out for this new update. Even the last update was great. Um, you can just play that game for the story. I know it's an MMO. You don't have to play it as an MMO. You can literally play it as Coder 3 if you want. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have 18 characters. Oh, my gosh, at Kevin. At level 75. Ew. So <laughs> I like the game a little oh bit. Oh, my gosh. Well, I like to do light side and dark side. And then each class has subclasses. Of so, course you they know, do. You get a different combat experience. So there's technically there's um, mirrored classes for each side. So there's technically eight classes, but you could say 16 because uh, the the Republic and Imperials don't act the same way yeah. completely, but they are mirror classes, so they, they are essentially the same. The last thing that we're going to talk about today is um, Leslie Headland, who's the showrunner for Acolyte, which Tim and I are super excited so for Acolyte. Excited about but this scares the out of me. Okay. Um... She says that her show will take inspiration from the first entry of the Star Wars prequel trilogy, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So the first visual video that we're going to get for the High Republic is going to be influenced by one of the worst movies of all time, Sans the Last 10 Minutes. <laughs> that is terrifying to me. I don't, I don't know what it means. That's all it says. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's a comment in passing. That's the weird part, I, though, is because it's it's supposed to be the tail end of the High Republic. So it's the end. It is. It is the segue to the current era. I don't. The I don't know. Okay. It's, okay. So the only the only thing that I could like when they say influenced, I would assume the time period. So if it's if it's the point in the timeline that. We go from the high the High Republic to the Skywalker saga. Is that is the, that's the official transitional piece? Maybe that's just setting the tone for the separatist movement. Maybe that's just like showcasing how the Trade Federation came to be, the setting up of of all their their annexations. Like like I wonder if that is, I wonder if that's what they mean. 
The project is still in the first phase of its planned three-phase rollout. The Acolyte will be showing audiences the final days of the era leading up to the era that the prequel trilogy takes place in. I mean, that could be a hundred years difference, so I have sure. no idea. So I wonder that. if that's just gonna I wonder if that's just gonna really just showcase how we got to that point of where we are ready for a power transition. Uh Palpatine is is has worked his way into government. Um uh, may, maybe that is what they, they they really start to like focus on there, and maybe the acolyte works somehow with with Palpatine, uh, works with Plagueis. Like, wonder wonder if that's where we start to get in because like I'm starting to read the Plagueis book right now, or I've, I have been on and off, and that's really good. Yeah, I read I read Darth Plagueis years ago. It's, so it's and it, there's some cool stuff. It's in really there. good in there, man. So I, I may, maybe that's where we're at. Maybe maybe it's. Maybe this is more of like a Darth Plagueis the Wise kind of kind of era. I don't know. You know, I it mean, would like, have to be before it. I, I don't. I, I just don't think. I just don't think that with the uh, the title of acolyte, we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna have to worry about seeing Gungans or anything like that. I don't think we have to deal with like bad no. bad acting and bad scenery. I think I think they'll still deliver like a really good thing. I don't think. I think using Hear influence is the bad word. Hear me out. High Republic era, right? Mm-hmm. If we go back to non-canon material, who was alive during this time period? I believe uh, before it, but again, we're not dealing with that canon, is Darth Bane. What if this is about Darth Bane and Darth Xana, and it's just a gigantic debate, and the trailer, you know, and next year or the year after will be what reveals that this is actually a Darth Bane show? I'd be down for that. Because there's two Sith that are the most commonly requested to be part of the universe now mm-hmm. and it's Revan and Bane. There's no other. Like Vader's the most popular by far, but Revan and Bane are the two most requested Sith. Um so well I mean they're just like they're like what this, if that's what this is. Yeah, I mean like they're the dynamic duo when it comes to the dark side. Like people just love that. Um, the, the the title would indicate it too because remember he's the one that went around the galaxy and but, killed any other remnant of the Sith that existed besides him and Darth Xana. It's just I st- was he alive? Was he? Did he live that much longer into the High Republic? Like, are we? We have no, we have no idea because this is Disney's timeline, not canon. That's he, true. In, in, can, in in Legends, he would have exist, existed before the High Republic. Right, but, he would have been in the Old Republic. That, but that's the whole thing can, is like I. They can bump it up. You really you, you think? So? <laughs> I feel like they'd piss people off. I feel like they they want to keep him to the correct period. We don't know. I don't, know. don't know. That's interesting. Hmm. Something to think about. Thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, no, it's wild, good, wild theory. Is, yeah, you definitely threw a curveball. I'm just upset that she mentioned Phantom Menace. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't. Really I think. Wish. I think. I think mentioning Phantom Menace was fine. I think using influence. I think that's the part where you're like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. One. One more thing before we go. That has nothing to do with Star Wars. Uh, and Tim had a real laugh about this. I finally caught up in the MCU. And I watched Endgame last weekend. What an emotional roller coaster between Endgame and Infinity. Oh, yeah. Or, but I just thought it was funny how we were like, welcome to what we all experienced two yeah, years ago. Yeah, thanks for showing up, Kevin. Trauma you'll never truly recover from. <laughs> never. Man, but the thing was, too, is I knew what was going to happen for the most part. There was a few things I didn't know about, but because internet, I knew, like, I knew Tony was going to die. Yeah, of course. Surprise. I didn't know how Tony was going to die, and it was still gut-wrenching and heartbreaking. Yeah, he turned himself into a microwave and cooked his insides. To save everyone, because he is Iron Man. Do you think at some point, as his internal temperature increased, that he became perfectly cooked? (sighs) Do you think they could have, like... 
too soon. Okay, I was just wondering. For me. Oh, <laughs> do you think he's <laughs> not just like, you? Like old pork. At and that then, point? and then we had a work meeting the next day. And Ben Warren, I love you, 3,000 shirt to the meeting. <laughs> so, and I lost it. So messed up, I wasn't, dude. I wasn't ready. I can't believe he pulled that one on you. That's that's abusive. Uh, that's borderline abuse. You should call uh, HR. You definitely need to call HR. Brutal. But I loved it. I finished MCU. I'm, I'm going to move on to the TV shows now. But Nice. Welcome. I loved it. Thanks for I catching up. I heard the new episode of Loki is phenomenal. Oh, dude. So good. Hurry uh, up. Don't worry. I'll talk about it with you in two years. Hurry up. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out episode 48 of Star Wars and Scotch. We'll be back next week with another episode. We hope you have a fantastic 4th of July if you live in the United States. Uh, I hope you had a great Canada Day if you live north of the border. Uh, and if you're anywhere in the world, you know, yeah. I hope hey, you're, you're doing fantastic. Suck it. We won. Yep. No, we love you too. You guys you are can, great. You can check out. I used to do that to buy if I would at him and be like happy we one day and stuff like that <laughs> and then people would be like oh America is such a great place and I'm like it's a joke calm down <laughs> people suck a few years ago he was at we were he was here and uh because it was before GCX and I was lighting fireworks and quoting the declaration of independence I remember him, that. and it's one of my most fond memories is <laughs> having the ability to do that. To a <laughs> um, you can check out Tim. He's live every day, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern on. I almost said Twitch. Wow. wow that would have been yeah. so bad. Yeah. You can find FB. me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> FP.gg slash darkness429 uh, and darkness429 everywhere on the Internet. Everything I do is through Rare Drop. So just go over to raredrop.co and uh, check it out. Uh, if you're new to Star Wars and Scotch, plenty of episodes for you to listen to. Go back and listen to the Mandalorian episodes to see if we were right about stuff. Uh, Clone Wars, there's all sorts of cool stuff. Theory crafting, go enjoy the series. Uh, but yeah, we we are excited to uh, be back after our little break from GCX and uh, make more Star Wars contents, which we had a meeting about doing Star Wars stuff yesterday. And Monday with Tim. Uh, and we're excited. So uh, thank you so much. And as always, you say it, Tim. May the force be with you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.